Hello goblins and ghouls, and welcome to another episode of my Haunted Life podcast with me, your host, Angela Hartshorn. It is finally Halloween. I know that this year is going to be much different from previous years, since now we have a whole new reason to wear a mask, but there is still so much spooky fun to be had. Watch movies, card pumpkins, order takeout, hide candy around the house, dress up and participate in virtual costume contests, conduct a seance, try out a Ouija board from the comfort of your own home. If you end up summoning the spirits of the dead, at least you don't have to worry about them having COVID, right? Just a reminder... I am taking a small break from the podcast the next couple weeks to attempt to relax after my busy spooky season, but I am leaving you on a high note for sure. I'm talking to one of my dearest friends about one of our most favorite places in the entire world, New Orleans. So... Let's get into it, shall we? Grab yourself a cup of tea. Make sure the doors are locked and the sage is close by. I have a story to tell you. There is something special about New Orleans. It may sound cliche, but I can tell you from experience, it's very true. The whole city just exudes romance. The history is fabulous and fascinating and frightening, and the spirits are very active. You can feel the 300 plus years of history just down to your bones. The ghosts, the pirates, the voodoo priestesses, the vampires, and the witches all converge on New Orleans for a reason. Every place in town has a story. The cemeteries are unbelievable and not like anything else in the world. And the food, you guys, the food. I would literally die for it. And actually, almost have. You'll have to ask Isabella for that one. As I record this, Hurricane Z- Zeta, Zeta just came through. So... None of our New Orleans friends can really hear this, but I am thinking of you, and I hope you are all safe. Please check in when you can. For the past couple years, I have had the immense pleasure of being in the Crescent City for Halloween, and it is absolutely magical. The spirits really do come to life. Unfortunately, this year with the virus, I will be home probably crying over memories of beignets and frozen Irish coffees and voodoo rituals in the streets, good people, and jazz music in the rain. If you ever find yourself in the quarter during a rainstorm, find yourself a jazz street band. I guarantee you there will be one. There always is. Sit and listen. It's absolutely powerful. Today's episode is with my darling friend, Isabella Kernstein, all the way back from episode one. She's back again. She's the whole reason I first got to go to New Orleans and fall in love with the city. Today, we are sharing some of our favorite spooky locations and some of our own personal paranormal experiences. From the Crescent City. So after these words from our sponsors, you get to hear them.
is my gorgeous friend Izzy. We are doing our special Halloween New Orleans episode. Yeah, I'm since we can't be there this leaving. year, or you're I'm leaving. Good. Yeah. Just in the last couple days, yeah. we found that out. Yeah, I'm so very jealous. I'll be off and taking the train down. It'll be very exciting. Oh, this could be so much nicer. Yeah, I've oh never, my God. working usually. I've never had the experience of things people are, I've never actually gotten to go to one of the cemeteries, for real. Are you serious? because yeah, I've always been working. It's always <gasps> been all I do. I've been going for like maybe six years and I've never yeah. been Yeah. Oh my God. So, yeah, it's practical. So this is my year. You actually get to go play. I'm going to go to the voodoo shops. I'm going to do oh my everything. God. You need to go to Voodoo Authentica. Mm -hmm. And then oh, on yeah. Halloween, I don't know if they're doing it this year, but they usually do like a street ritual so you can watch the whole well, thing happen. They're telling me about it. Yes. It's beautiful. It's absolutely so definitely gorgeous. Definitely check out. I have several friends who work at Voodoo Authentica. So oh, you invite so me cool. down anyway. You're watching, guys. I can't wait to see you. And it's going to be awesome. With pandemic precautions in place. Yes, very, very mass. Yeah, there's no big events or anything, so and I think that's the right answer. It's keeping yeah. it small and safe for everyone. Exactly. So this is more of a solo trip for me to see things I never get to see otherwise. I mean, I hate to say it, but it'll be a good trip. Considering. It's going to be fun. It'll be nice and pleasurable for myself. You get to be a tourist. I get to be a tourist. How weird is that? I'm not going to be working. I get to be a tourist. You always work. Oh, my friends will be like, hey, do you want to come send me? Hey, do you want to come to a lingerie shop? And I'm like, I have to go to a meeting in 3.5 seconds. Go. No, every. You don't have to do that this year. Yeah. Oh I'm my really, god. I'm really excited. I'm really excited about it. I'm almost tempted to like make you a list of like tourist stuff. I don't think about it too much. I feel like I'll get there and some like me saying. <laughs> no. Tell them no. Mm -hmm. Just tell them no. Mm -hmm. Be like mean about it. Yeah, but it's not figures. We'll be fine. It's just gonna be ghost meetings, isn't it? Well, that sounds awful. <laughs> you poor thing. Ghost oh my meetings. god. Yeah. So, uh, our big thing today is talking about our favorite. Ghost stories from New Orleans. Of which there are many. We have so many. It's a problem. <laughs> it's a severe problem. It really is. Because we became friends. I think we talked about this on the first, very first Yeah, the very episode. first podcast. Um, which was... What was that even about now? Uh, about? Homestead House. Homestead House. And then we did... What the hell did we talk about on your we podcast? About, yeah, I thought we talked about New Orleans a little bit. Funny enough. Maybe even on yours. I don't remember. I don't remember. But if it is, and you hear anything twice, just know that it's all exciting always. It's because we're very excited to share. Oh, yeah. I love it. Seriously, <laughs> you could never stop me talking about New Orleans. No. You could talk about it for hours. It's one of those few places in the world that's so engaging that it doesn't matter whether it's about haunted stuff or anything else. Shopping. Oh my god. Place. Antiques, my god. Oh. Antique yes, it's very dangerous. Oh. There's one specific one that Jordan loves to go to. Oh my god, is it one of the big chandeliers? It's not that okay. one. It's actually I mean, like no, a couple no, doors down. Yes, yeah. I do. Is it <laughs> That's the, the one, one I with like. the guns and the maps? Yes, it is. Uh, okay, we have like coins in there that are like yes. taken from sunken galleons, doubloons, but they cost like thousands of dollars. But I'm like, what a cool gift to get a guy. Right? You and or a girl for that matter, and if they like archaeology, like, I'm going to buy you a Spanish doubloon or you're going to get a musket right? or a map. They have antique European maps and I looked at, I was like, is this place for real? This is, it's right? far the coolest shop in it, the Yeah, I, the one is painted green on the outside. Yeah. It is it's actually near, um, it's near the Oyster House. Royal Oyster mm -hmm. I think it's down the yeah, down the road, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is just down the road. It's a couple of couple of shops down. I think. I love that you know exactly which antique store Jordan would go into. I know <laughs> the ones so with the guns good. and the maps. Yeah, that's. But Jordan. I so want to go once chandeliers because it's my dream. Oh, it's so great. If I ever do well in life, and I don't know what's going to happen at this point. If I ever do well and, and this pandemic decides to go away, everything works out. My one dream tonight, I've made it, and everything's good. Is I'm going to go into one of those shops and I'm going to pick whatever. It doesn't matter which one is. Whatever chandelier I really like, I'm just gonna be like in front of. I want that one, and that's that's my one death wish. Is that I want to be able to go and shop and be like, because those chandeliers, they're so, so expensive. Oh, they are. We walked in and we're like, like afraid to touch anything. No, and in fact, I went. It's funny. So I went to know Daniel one time. And they, what, what was it they showed us, Daniel, that was worth thousands of dollars in the antique shop in New Orleans, and you picked it up. It was a coupe, wasn't it? Uh, it was a coupe. Yeah. A coupe. Champagne glass in a oh, container. Oh, my God. But it, was some like, sort of, but it was some sort of, like, 
like you would win it or something. I don't remember what it was. It was something like that, right? Wasn't it like, like a, something just you know extravagantly? It was beyond extravagant. So he yeah. picks this thing up in the antique shop, okay? Okay. And he's holding it, and they're like, "Yes, it's only forty thousand dollars." And I I could see it in Daniel, both of us, and he and he's like, "Would you like to hold it?" And I'm holding it, and I'm like, "Don't drop this shit." No. Because they say very clearly in these shops in New Orleans, if you go into them, if you break anything, you buy it. Yes, you do. And you know, if it's a chandelier with hundreds of thousands of dollars, or if it's a $40,000 champagne coupe class, Jesus. you're in trouble. Let me tell you, you're in trouble. I know there's one antique shop that says, we will figure out a loan for you. I oh don't know if it's God. that one. At least they're kind of being nice, but man, that terrifies <laughs> We will me. figure it out. I would, but here's the thing is, it's not like we picked it up. The guy assumed we had more money than we did, evidently. Right, the And said, well, would help hold it, hold it. Very Trump did a pressure buy. And of course, Dan, like, yes, very, very lovely, lovely class, but we did not buy it. I would. No, holy shit. I oh. couldn't spend $40,000 on one champagne glass. Oh, we have lost, there's no more champagne glass from the chateau, but we're broken. Are you serious? There's not a single champagne flute left. So you want to get me a Christmas present, even <laughs> Goodwill champagne glass. Oh my god. It's that bad, yeah. I'm like, even then, I would probably hide it in your house and none of the other kittens That's could find it. That's the thing, when people are drunk at parties, people are to break oh yeah, and that's still sad. So on, on, that, on that note, when, when did you first ever go to New Orleans? The first New Orleans I went to was with you. Nice. The very first, so I think it was like your what second you or vending? third time. You were vending I was vending for time. you. This was endless yeah. night. Yeah, it was endless night. And I went down with you. We have a gorgeous oh. vendor. It was like the Voodoo Garden. Yeah. Back and, of um, House of Blues. Thank you, House of Blues. Yeah. Great I, venue. It was Haunted so fun. Also. So I'm um, told. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. Hey, Daniel, can you turn down just a smidgen? Daniel Thank was you, our advisor. Yeah, he's the, he's the guy in the back controlling the sound for us. So, we so you go to New Orleans in this Oh, my God. And you're eating oysters. Well, I remember this. You may I, not meant to. You were eating oysters. I'm not supposed to eat But what was your first ghost experience in New Orleans? My first ghost experience. We went, me and... Uh, Jordan and Sonia and another friend and I, I'm almost 100 percent sure Candy and Julian were there. Yeah, I love those kids. They're they're, they're I adore them. Shout Candy's my girl. Well. But um, we went to um, Muriel's, the restaurant right there on mm -hmm. Jackson Square. Great restaurant. And me and Sonia went to the bathroom doing the girl thing. We went together, and I'm washing my hands and I heard my name, and this is like. Brunch. It was. It was. This isn't in the evening. Okay, yeah, interesting. It was just I was brunch. Thinking, lots of people. Credence to ghost stories in daytime. Oh, I completely I like agree. That. It was so weird because I'm, I'm like, I immediately turned and looked at the woman next to me, thinking it was Sonia, and uh -huh. she was like, "Why in the fuck are you looking at me like that?" Because mm -hmm. I was just like, "What?" Mm -hmm. So I went over awkwardly while jo poor Sonia is in the stall, going, "Hey, are you okay? Do you need something?" And she's like, "Why are you asking me?" And like, I'm like, you just called my name. You, you just said my name very clearly. And she's like, I didn't say anything, dude. And I was like, huh. Because it was, I think, the day before opium. It was either the morning before opium or the day before opium. Right, and I'd, I'd hired her actually to work at opium, which is also at the same venue she's yes. discussing, Muriel's. To do a burlesque routine. Yep. That's correct. And it, in fact, didn't involve a Ouija board. It did. It's over there on the wall, actually, still. So, Mirrors is very famous because it has this gorgeous, obviously beautiful dining space. Like, yes. I mean, if you ever go, you should definitely uh, go. But on the top floor, they have the seance room. Yes, it's which all, is all red. red, Victorian, occult, gorgeous. Very colors. lush fabric. And we were very lucky to have an event there at mm -hmm. that venue really beautiful and I think your performance was astounding I really Aww, enjoyed it thank you yeah. but I, I was saying like I really wanted to have like a ghost experience to share about me yeah and I just don't it's funny I just don't have any that that was my main yeah. thing oh and then me and Candy actually when we were getting dressed that night because yeah. Candy came in to help me mm -hmm. Because getting dressed for a burlesque ass by yourself sucks. And things. Awful. <laughs> yes, it no. does not work well. Yeah. Um, and we had someone knock on the door. And we were like, He's what the hell? Yeah. So, you know, she hurried up and went to the door. Nobody is in the hallway. And we're like, Nobody was there. Okay, what the hell just happened? And 
because Candy was kind of like, what? And she actually just remember, uh, reminded me of this story not too long ago. So it's like, oh shit, you're right. I completely forgot about yeah. that. So there was like little things. Little, little small, maybe even residual stuff. So yeah. Looking to get around. So nothing oh, the major. Name, the name thing's more intelligent. The name thing's weird. Because I heard the name walking maybe in Candy Old Out Maybe Candy used your name and the ghost heard it and repeated it for fun. Well, the, the brunch thing was earlier. Yeah. In the day. And then opium happened. So it was just really weird. It could even be that the ghost remember. I mean, if it's an intelligent haunting, maybe it remembered your name, and then later it pulled upon a lot of energy and was like, Angela. It was you know? weird. It but was like, weird. it's funny, I always wanted something to happen at, and don't get me wrong, I loved being at a venue, but I think sometimes if you, and I bet ghost hunters listening to this will agree, I think sometimes if you really hype up a venue, whether it's like Waverly Hill Center or oh, a really God. big haunt, that you're like, I really want something to happen here. That's when nothing's gonna happen. No, I completely agree with that. So I hyped it up so much in my head, but I was waiting mm -hmm. the whole time. Every time I've been, I've been maybe ten times, and I wow. never once had an expert. The ghosts just do not want to play with me. Now. That is so weird. Some venues are so actively that one is just they're just like chill, very. I think very residual, and, and it's a oh yeah. Right. But God, if I always, I've always enjoyed the spirits, not the spirits, but the drinks, and of course, the, <laughs> yes, uh, pun intended, and of course the that food. That was good. That was good. Which is amazing. The food is amazing. And the bar oh upstairs God. is great. And if you ever go and you're like, well, how do I see the seance room? You can either ask a waiter and just have them take up it, or they will not stop you often from just walking up. <laughs> just wandering. Yeah, but this is obviously pre-pandemic. Obviously, yes, you know, yes, check yes. with your hosts these days and be careful. Don't but be that a, person. It's a great, it's a great venue, and I would highly suggest it. Well, well, it's really interesting. Before you go up the stairs to, at Muriel's, they have the, the table. Space. Yeah, yeah. The table. And the story goes. Oh my god, I can't remember the legend. What's the story? I'm, I'm like, like crap. No, now I, I can't the remember the story. But I. Do um, you want me to look it up? Yeah, go ahead and look it up. But I know if you are at the table and the candle is lit, because they never okay. light the candles, but the candle's lit, the spirit's around. And it draws in the spirits? I think this. I think okay, it's supposed here we to go. I've, I've, got, I've got the. All right. I'll give you the spiel. If I can't. I literally looked this up earlier today, and I, I don't know how remember. he does. They say the restaurant keeps a hidden séance room on their second floor, which we know about. Yes. Yeah. At this French Quarter restaurant, patrons dine among spirits of the New Orleans past before serving up plates of goat cheese crepes. <laughs> Very sweet bitches. That was good. Sounds delicious. Those things are delicious. I had those. The building was believed to have served as a holding facility for slaves. Now that's dark. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Put up for auction in the early 1700s. Then in 1788, the Great New Orleans Fire partially destroyed the original building. Did you know that? I didn't know about the fire. I didn't know that either. The new owner, known as Pierre Antoine, Spent oh. several years restoring. I wonder if it's related to like Antoine of Antoine. I think it is. You know, spent several years restoring the property and transforming it into the home for his personal family. It's not a restaurant at this point. Mm -hmm. In 1814, he lost his beloved home and again poker. Yeah, I've he heard lost this. Murals in a poker. I've heard this story. Yeah, dude, if you're a ghost and you're watching this, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> terrible. Rather than being forced to vacate the house. He died by committing suicide on the second floor. That's what the story the is. Seance room. Okay. Yes. I didn't know. Yes. <laughs> shocking. That's what it is. I'm like, this I know is he a died. Shocking twist of events. Embraces the paranormal eccentricities of the building. They do not explicitly advertise it. No. Which I totally appreciate because first and foremost, very great restaurant, and they want their patrons oh feel comfortable. God. I some mean, the people, food's amazing. Some Don't people the get food. really scared by ghost stuff. Yes. Have you noticed that? And it deters them rather than it really does. Like for you and I, we're like, yeah, hell yeah, this haunted place. <laughs> what is dessert? Can we go? I say, if you would like to view the private séance room or Jordan's table, which table you were talking yes. about, simply ask one of the restaurant staff members, which is what we were saying. You can also book Jordan's table for yourself. Yes. After he's through with his meal, yes. of course. <laughs> That's it. So he has to eat the meal. Yes. That's the deal, guys. If you stay there and you book the table, we've got to order him an extra meal. Yes. So it's, it. it's really it's kind of weird. It's polite. Uh, <laughs> we had a tour guide. I can't remember who it was. I want to say it was Kristen, oh. which uh, is a, another friend down there. Mm -hmm. um, but she was telling us that somebody, I'm almost 100% sure it was her, 
uh, lived across the hall or across the street okay. from Muriel's in like the apartments above the um, I think it's a shop across the street and they every once in a while would see a man in period clothing past the windows when it's supposed to be closed yeah, or something that's really interesting. so it's a fairly active haunt, yeah. for sure um, obviously still going. But I, I wish I could, if I could have an experience where I'd be very happy. It's just not an act of me. And I think it depends. It's oddly who polite. you are and how, you know, magnetic you are to that stuff as well. I think is, and it's just like, just what goes like you. It's all different, right? You know what this song is, right? It's playing right now. It's called St. James Infirmary. And it's a very famous jazz song. Which is very specific. In fact, it was first rumored to be made in England because there's a different St. James Infirmary there. Very King Charles II. Kind of okay, there. okay. James is in England. But oh, yeah, five million. Then it moved over to America and it very much in that House of a Rising Sun way yeah. became like the New Orleans ballad. St. Huh. James Infirmary, if you listen to the lyrics, it's very dark. He says, I went down to see my baby. St. James Infirmary because she was sick yeah. and he keeps talking about the song she'll never find another man like me in the whole world no matter how much she searches and then he finds out she's dead and in the song the doctor says you know she's laying on a slab because she's dead and he goes to a funeral and has her buried and the whole time he's like she can die or whatever, but she can spend the whole world searching and she'll never find another man like me. Whoa. It's a very dark song about... If you listen to it, it's just very fantastic song. No, so, I don't think I've ever listened to the lyrics fact, like that. we were with Mike and his parents mm. at... It wasn't Antoine's. Okay. Danny Witch Restaurant where we, at, where we had Our the notes. band on Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they actually played... That's when somebody Yo, ate shellfish. Yo, you were eating oysters. Shut up. And I was like, don't eat oysters, girl. You're gonna die. I don't want to put you on that a That was slab. so cute. I appreciated it. So that's cute. So if you want to hear a spooky song, St. James and Family, it's beautifully sung. I'm going to look up the lyrics. Now. Yeah, oh, it's really Because one of those, you just kind of know listen, it. You listen, you wouldn't even think about it. Yeah. Until you look up the lyrics and you're like, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're just listening to like a New Orleans jazz Halloween playlist oh, from Spotify. It's been really fun. Um, okay, so, so that's my thing with Muriel's, yeah. which is just just calm, but the fact that clearly, clearly heard my name. I've never had that experience. It's very creepy when it's... Because I heard it in uh, Old Algiers when we were just walking the streets, right. too, and I thought it was in someone Rocket? in the group. In what? Uh, old Algiers? In Old Algiers, yeah. Okay. Cause that's where I we stayed go- the first oh, year. Oh, okay. I was, it's funny. Uh, so, in, it's funny. I was, so, obviously, I'm European and we have Morocco. Uh, Algiers is actually Morocco. So, it's like you went to Morocco and had a ghost, but you guys now Algiers and Europeans. <laughs> is that correct? Yes. I didn't know that. It's across the Mississippi, so that's Lovely. where we stayed the first year. Which is fine because I have. How I've, far is it from there? From French Quarter? Ten minutes on a ferry. On a, you actually took it as a We had to cross the Mississippi no on a ferry every That's day. Really cool. That's cool. It was really so cool. much fun. Oh my I god. I like crossing so the water there. Remember I when we one time where I rented out a whole paddle boat? Yes. Oh my so god. That was so much fun. That, that was, was great fun. So I will tell you about my. my so actually, it's funny. I wish I had a bunch of ghost stories. I didn't really have one truly haunted one. In my yeah, but yours is scary. Can I tell, can I tell you? Yes, tell scary, me. Please my tell me. Scary story. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Get close to this the was I, it was actually the first year that I was ever invited down to New Orleans and in fact uh, Daniel had been many times in fact pre-Katrina mm. and he had always spoke about how wonderful it was and being British I was like I longed to go to New Orleans for the romance and the beauty of it so I was very excited to get the privilege to be hired and even though it was work to still get to experience oh, the city yeah. as, as best I could and you know, we're on a budget this first year, so doing the hotel, and those of you who've been down there, hotels in New Orleans at Halloween, 
can be expensive. It's a minimum two hundred dollars a night. Oh, at least. Yeah. It will rack you up in premium time to be in Orleans. Obviously, you know, hotels were not included in this employee fee, which is fine. So we go down in this in this RV, and it's myself and some of the other performers that I'm bringing Mm -hmm. because I was running the VIP run at House of Blues, which is great fun. So we bring down my friend Cynthia and my friend Corinne, Mm -hmm. and we had such a good time. The the three of us as girls, you know, we're because we're in the RV, Daniel is thankfully being the sober driver, we're drinking <laughs> champagne in the back, and you know, we're all in our early 20s and we're having so much fun. It was oh like a God. really great, positive experience. I'm just imagining the three of you down there. I mean, I, I knew you at the time, I remember hearing yeah. stories. But just the three of you, it sounds like so much fun. It was, it was a super adventure. It was a girl. But of course we were scared because we heard these rumors about how dangerous yes. New Orleans could be. Especially post-Katrina. A lot of people were like, well, even my friend who was employing me is like, you could walk down an alleyway and be murdered or be afraid for your life. And so, of course, I, and I did all this research on the internet and I was like, yeah, if they ask you about your shoes, yes. New Orleans, don't look. And so I was reading all this stuff and making, you know, in that way, like if you're sick and you look up illnesses on the internet, yes. you will pa- make real paranoia. I was like, oh, I was so scared. I was like, it must be a very dangerous city. It turns yeah, out it's yeah. actually, yes, while it has still one of the highest murder rate per capita in the United States, it actually is just like any other city in the world and you've used common sense yeah. it's actually not as terrifying as you could be led so I worked myself yeah. up into this sense of fear well the French Quarter is not as and then, bad yeah but when I got there you know what everyone was super nice to me the locals were fantastic mm-hmm. it was really great and so of course we got this big RV so we stayed in a RV parking lot, like a resort, but specifically, and it had like this gorgeous pool and stuff, oh. which you wouldn't think would be in an RV. I don't know, it's a very American thing, but they had this whole gorgeous <laughs> pool surrounded by palm trees. It was very California. Yeah, we totally refill you. The, the fact that there's palm trees always freaks me out. I know, it's so tropical looking. It's so lovely. weird. Right. So I will we, never get used to palm trees oh, I have, ever. I have another, it's funny, I, have, I wish our friend. Corinne was here. She's a great girl. Tell the story and have a half. Yes, yes. So we're working. So just like I was saying earlier, I don't have any time to like enjoy it. So the whole time, meeting, meeting, meeting. And so we were doing the Anne Rice Fan Club. Well, Daniel gets food poisoning because he ate gator on uh, Bourbon Street. FYI, if you're listening and you're on Bourbon Street, never eat alligator on Bourbon Street. Especially <laughs> when it's like 1am and you're drunk. I think it's more donated to the bars. No, just don't. Because the, oh. he, I mean, when I said it was food poisoning, it was projectile. Vomiting. I think I remember hearing about this after the fact. Really, really intense kind of thing. Oh, honey. 20 and the weekend rolls by. He recovers, thankfully. And we went to the final night of Emma's Night and it's like at... It's like, so imagine that House of Blues, I and mean, then you've got like a, an elevator which takes you out. Oh, the elevator's so cool. Room. I'm sorry, that room yeah, is cool. Yeah, oh, it's so cool. It's yeah. gorgeous. And it's all like velvet padded walls, mm-hmm. and it's super beautiful. So oh, we're it's up so in, sexy. in the foundation room, and we're there early because we're actually setting up for the event because I'm hostessing, right? Yeah. So we're all setting up, and I go, and, and Daniel was like, You guys have done such a good job, I'm not, and the price is. Keep in mind, foundation are extreme. He's like, you know, I'm gonna get several hundred dollar bottles of champagne to celebrate, Aww. and it was such. A, he was awesome. It was such a nice thing. We we're gonna Aww, spend our last night on the town and do it right. And so I'm in the bathroom with my friends Cyprian and Corinne, and before anything's happened, before the event, this isn't related to event or anything. Corinne is crying. She starts crying and bawling in, in oh, the no. bathroom. And we're both like, me and Sipra, like, what's wrong? And we're holding her. And she's literally crying, like, full And she's like, I have no idea. She's like, I don't even know why I'm crying. I can't stop crying. And it was like full on crying. She was like, it's not me. I can't stop crying. It wasn't even like she was having a bad time wanting to go home. It wasn't she like PMS or anything yeah, like no. that. She was like, I don't know what the hell is. I know I can swear on this podcast. She's like, I don't know what the hell is going on. I can't stop crying. We were like, it's the energy in this week. So we mm. went into what I call the Kama Sutra room, which is this gorgeous room full of <laughs> sexy naked statues. Little tiny I miss that room. Oh, and it was free. They actually demolished it a couple of years ago. Very Aww. sad. But it's very, and they opened up space. It's still beautiful. But like, it's freezing cold in there. And we were all like, oh, it must be the ghosts. But it was actually a vet, I remember it was a vet van <laughs> under the chair and it was blowing out very cold air conditioning. Because, you know, if you're in October, sometimes it can be very warm. Oh, yeah. Or it can Down be very there. cold. You can't tell in Halloween because it's no. hurricane season how it's going to be. 
So it was freezing cold air, and we oh realised it was for event fans. So we were like, okay, that wasn't spooky. And then some other things happened on the Vice documentary we weren't going to. But then we all left. Yeah. Let's just say we left. And we go back oh to the RV to go to sleep. So everything's fine, and, you know, we all are going, we all sleep. And I'm in the back, so it's like... There's like just pull-out beds in the front. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. It's so like I'm, a normal RV. So my friend's in the front. I'm in the back in this fairly large bed in the back, sleeping. And keep in mind, this this RV park is right next to St. Louis Cemetery Number 2. Like Number 2, yeah. I, next to it. Like you, I could look out the window and all I could see was graves and crypts. Oh, that's so cool. Right? <laughs> like, like this far away kind of thing. Very close by because there was a wall and then it was nothing but cemetery. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. I didn't get to visit it, but I was like, it's so cool that it's right Aww. next door, and it's I can see it as I wake up, kind of cool view. And in the middle of the night, I woke up, scre- I mean, screaming bloody mud, in pain, like as if I had, like someone had just beat the shit out of me, it was so painful. No. And when I, when I became conscious, I was laying on the floor between the cupboard and the bed, con- like when I say contorted, like my my whole back was squished up against the the frame of the bed. My neck was like at a ninety degree angle. Oh my god! The, like I could have broken my neck degree of like, and my hands were all contorted, and I was just screaming. Jesus! And, and I don't think you've ever told yeah, me this story. This is a real story. Holy shit! And Daniel wakes up because I'm screaming, and he's like, "What happened? What happened?" And I'm literally just like. All I remember is that I, I became quite, and as I woke up, I was not, I was thrown out of the bed, and I oh hit, my God. I hit the thing and went down, <gasps> like, onto the floor. Oh my it God. Was, it was so violent and extreme, and it was right, it was the night after Bloody Mary had done her voodoo ritual, uh. which I was, like, a star participant of right in. I still, to this day, firmly believe, and I love Bloody Mary, if you're listening, you're an amazing person, but I, I want her on the podcast, I'm very to her, and I'll totally talk to yeah. her, get her on. but, like, I firmly believe it was related to that ritual, because we were next to the cemetery, oh, there was some very man. unhappy spirit, and it was, like fuck you and it was like I really want to do damage like it was very intense and so I I, I the next few days like I luckily we were going home at that point but I couldn't walk my muscles really hurt like it was really intense and yeah it could have been a night terror it could have been any of it a bad a nightmare but I have this strong memory of being picked up and thrown out of bed hitting the cupboard and falling to the floor was very intense. and then becoming conscious when I was on the floor okay that's terrifying yeah so I have to tell you this, though. I just yeah. remembered this. Like, when we were there, you weren't there for uh, Endless Night just yet. You guys had car trouble in Texas. Yeah. And so we went and did, you know, all the stuff in your name kind of thing. Because we did the big opening ritual did and you? everything. Cheers to that, girl. Thanks. And, uh, Appreciate that business-wise. Awesome. We, uh, uh, I got to participate in Bloody Mary's okay, ritual. Because so okay. then when, when she goes, you know, I need people from the audience. Yeah. I remember her on every, like, paranormal show growing up. And I was, like, that fangirl that ran to the middle, the front of the stage kind of thing. Do you know she's, like, my secret mom? I Jack, know you like told mother. me. She's my other mother. Uh, she's so sweet. Great, Carl, you'll have to watch Coraline to know who the other mother is. I will. I promise. I'll watch you promise? it. promise? I promise. I'm going double to. Double promise. I double okay, promise. Cool, cool. But uh, I did that ritual with her yeah. the next year. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started having all rituals. the weird experiences. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, okay. Okay. So, to go so Oh, my you, God. That did disconnect until just now. No, it, it didn't. And it didn't end. When I left New Orleans, I specifically had this very strange memory. Daniel was doing some work thing. He wasn't even in state. I have this very specific memory. You've been in my bedroom. Yeah, at home, of course. With Chateau. So this big four-poster bed. On the left-hand side, there's a window, and then there's a sloping roof. Yeah. In fact, it's enough. You can't. You can walk straight on it, but you, there's some lights and stuff, so you kind of walk around if, you need, if you're a worker and you need to replace lights and things, right? 
And so I, I have no idea where these flies are coming from. It's because it's the end of summer and they're dying. Yeah, but it's still very, weird. It's a very Colorado thing. Plus, flies actually represent death in a lot of cultures. Oh yeah. So just because you're talking about paranormal, it kind of attracts them in. As well. That's the thing. I have not seen flies in here. So like at this, all. this memory specifically, I went to bed and I don't sleepwalk or anything. I've never sleptwalked in my life. Oh, I don't like where the story yeah, is going. And I, I just, just like here's where I think it was like a few days after I'd gone back from New Orleans, I just made a thank first friend was like and when I woke up I was naked and sitting on the roof of my house on the slope with the Whoa wait what full moon. yeah <laughs> yeah beautiful full moon but I was outside of my because you can get to it through the window. If you lift up the window you can climb <gasps> onto the roof and I was just sitting very not gonna fall or anything it's very comfortably on the ledge but did and I was just like why am I outside in the middle of night? And I sleep naked FY anyway. Yeah. That's just if I That's very my you. That's very and you. climb out is just very me, very comfortable. But I, was, <laughs> I remember just being so shocked to the point that I got to myself, climbed back inside, was really scared, and I was like, that was a whole different experience. Yeah. Holy scared. shit. So I actually contacted some voodoo priestesses in Colorado Springs mm. to talk about it, and apparently it's not as uncommon as you'd think hmm. and it's not a lasting thing but if you've been in a voodoo ritual sometimes especially if you're prone to like partying or you're inclined to you know drinking or smoking cigars which obviously <laughs> we drink champagne the spirits like to embody that it's very that makes sense them yeah they want to enjoy the things that we enjoyed in life and so it was very much a feeling of being momentarily possessed, I believe. And it has never touched wood. Happened since or before that day. And it's been nearly a decade. But at one time it did happen. And I did wake up oh my on God. the roof of my house, kind of in the moonlight, being like, I can't I believe you've never heard me this story. I can't I believe you've never told me this story. I don't think I've ever told anyone uh-uh. that story until today. Well, now it's on the podcast. Well, that's totally fine. But okay. I just, I just, it's just something was powerful and it happened. Wow. Yeah. Holy crap. Although even even Bloody Mary will tell you that she's had experiences with me, like when we were filming Ghost Adventures uh-huh. with Jack Vegans, you know, like I had a nightmare that night in the Hodorum, I screaming, she could hear me screaming when I woke up Jesus. from her room and talked to Zach about it, so that's true as well. I think I remember that, because I remember I think you texting me, yeah, saying, I just woke up screaming, and I'm like, yeah. it's like 3 o'clock, I don't know what the hell you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, it's like 3 a.m. Yeah. And that was after being at Zach Bagan's Haunted Museum. Yeah, because we you did the show. we Bella Lugosi's mirror, and I uh, believe just like in that same way, it's a possessing force. You know? Oh, that's really interesting. I wonder how many big, big experiences you've had that you've not been conscious for. Right, I'd hate to think about it. Yeah, let's not think that's about funny, that. So but a, now I'm like, it's like you're huh. not, I think maybe you're not conscious most of you. Yeah. Just or dreaming and you're not aware. That makes me want to like watch you more the next time we all go. Isabella sleeping. I'm just gonna follow you around. Of course, you know I'd be in my beautiful nightgown, very Dracula. Oh my god, you're so Wandering out would. in the garden, you'd be like, Isabella, come back. <laughs> I just make werewolf. sure you didn't wander too far. Hopefully, you just wanted me to be a sexy werewolf in the great. Well, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Just as long as you're not screaming, we're okay. I will totally get you to the sexy werewolf. There'll be a scene, and then get you back inside. We should watch that Dracula movie. Oh my god. So tell me about your next haunted movie. My. So I haven't. I had a little bit of an experience here. Um, We actually talked about it not too long ago with my friend Tanya, because she was with me when I had the experience, but I'll paraphrase. But we went. I've always had a fascination with the La Lurie Mansion. Yes, and you, this was, in fact, I believe this is what we were talking about last time on the podcast. Or at least either on my podcast. I think it was on your podcast. So it's either, okay, guys, it's either on the Hourglass, Isabella, or Angela's podcast. Yeah. So we're, we're covered for that. We're but really we good at talking about it somewhere. Because I didn't know the story, and she told me the yes. story, and I was like, that is shocking. So I know the whole story. Okay. What, what was your personal experience when you so, talked to it? So the weirdest thing with the Lollary Mansion is it's apparently very well known for like what I call hitchhiking ghosts, they do. I the love th- hitchhiking ghosts. Yes, not Hanson Haunted Mansion, but like the ones that in the car. Well, yeah, those travel with you. 
Okay, technically, that's another name, but I okay. always refer to them as the ones that, like, latch onto you and just oh, kind of okay. travel for okay. a little bit, when and then I they s- disappear. I've been watching so much Paranormal 911. Like, it's so good, when right? I a picture, I can get some, you know, where there's a car, and they, after oh, the yeah. car crash, feel la- like the bride who steps into your back of your car, and she's like, I need to go to this place, and you drive her, and you look behind you, and she's yeah. gone. She's or like Resurre- Resurrection Mary kind of thing. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So, okay, so. Okay, so that's what I consider those. Okay. And, you know, with the Lollery Mansion, it's the famous mansion. Yeah. yeah, they just kind of attach. And did something attach to you? It totally did. It okay. attached to me, and it was one of those weird things, because the entire time I'm walking down the street awkwardly like this, which you can't see. I'm just, like, flicking right, my trying arm. trying to get it off of you. Yeah. Like, not subconsciously. Yeah. Subconsciously. Oh, no, I was full arm, because you could just feel it, and I could, like, see it hanging out. Yeah, yeah. And it was just weird, because it's such a dark history. With, um, for those that don't know, I'm going to paraphrase really quick, because I don't think we talked about it on my podcast. Um, but Lollery Mansion is the one where the woman was torturing her slaves upstairs yeah. in the attic, and she was found out because one of the slaves uh, set fire to the house yeah. in order to escape. Predominantly black African American. Oh, yeah, all of them are slaves. Yeah. Really yeah. hardcore, nasty stuff. Really horrible. She did horrible things. And sewed things on them. Which is a really fascinating. Oh. I can't remember if I told you this on your podcast. It's been yeah. a little. It's been a few months of quarantine, but uh, it's a this fascinating uh, theory that it wasn't actually her. But it was the husband. But it was you, the husband. Okay, that. I thought so. Although I think there's something fascinating if it was her to speak to the evil. And she, didn't she get away with it and move countries? No, she stayed. Ooh. She lived in New Orleans. It and was the husband that it, took right? off. She still got away with it. Well, yeah. If she was involved, She was rich. Which we don't know. <laughs> she was rich. She got but away with it, unfortunately. It's a terrible, terrible thing to be yeah. in respect. Yeah. But yeah, no, he took the fuck off, changed his name, and left. And she stayed in New Orleans. She lived and died there. I think she moved to a different house, okay. which, to me, leads credence to the husband doing it, but, yeah, you know. Yeah, you know, and, and men are, for the most part, capable of quite some, as are women, historically. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, The problem with history is we lose a lot of facts, we just don't know, so, so it's up to us, archaeologically, to look at the facts and yes. guesstimate, kind of thing. So what was your, I want to, your experience. So, I just had that, ex- I had it, like, latched to me, mm-hmm. and it was really fucking weird, because you could feel it, like, it was just that overwhelming sense Presence, of suddenly heaviness. you had like a like a scarf around me. It was yeah, insane. Tight scarf. A very tight Dark, scarf. Dark tight scarf. Yes, it was. What a happy thing. It was so weird. And apparently my friend Tanya also had the the feeling as okay. well. I got rid of mine. Like mine just kinda hung out until the French Quarter and then dissipated. You could just to feel it point, lift. Yeah. I like the idea that geographically ghosts are constrained to a location and then they can lift. I just think it got bored. It's yeah. like, uh, you're going the back streets. There's nothing exciting happening. I'm bored. I'm leaving. Yeah. Uh, my friend Tanya, and this is a couple episodes back, but she actually had hers uh, latch onto her and stay with her, go all the way home. Okay. And I, I can't remember if it was right after we got home. Close enough. I wrote her, and I'm like, this is going to sound weird, but I had this dream last night where there I was outside your house staring into your windows from the outside. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, we're friends, but we weren't, like, overly close until sure. I feel like this. Because you, you, you can't normally write someone and go, hey, I had a really weird dream about you. That's difficult. And so we'll it was write weird. Me every day. It's that is true. Stuff. You get weird people. It is every day. You are really weird dream people. About you and I'm like, no, tell me more. Every day. <laughs> Do you really ask Wait, for I, more I, details? I, I, I've kept a diary blog of every time. Are you serious? Yeah. A lot about New Orleans. Usually, fair enough. Like fair enough. That, you know. Yeah, I've had those dreams yeah, where I texted you about you being kidnapped. Like, like a car and two people kidnap mm-hmm. me and throw me in the car and a lot of girls, even people who are like in Europe or don't even go to New Orleans. Like Isabella, I dream that you were kidnapped there, so be very careful. That's so it's weird. Every oh. year, every single year. That's creepy. Because, yeah, I've had those dreams. Touch wood, but if it happens, you heard it here first on this podcast. Let's not mm-hmm. hope you get kidnapped in your own land, shall we? So what do, you, what do you think about the Sultan's house? The Sultan's house is so weird. It's so cool. It's so out there. <laughs> I I think it was an inside job. Of course. It, well, it had I to mean, have we been. Know, well, we know the, the quote they left on the 
on they actually look when they so the story say, is, do you want to pair yeah, yeah, yeah like, I'll paraphrase the story so we know what's going on so the there's this guy who you know talk about the sultan he actually to be fair he actually stole a harem it wasn't his harem really he actually stole I don't know this part yeah that's true he stole his brother's harem <sighs> ran off to New Orleans with the whole harem and instated it in this house, which has a different name actually, but it is more famously known as the Sultan's House. I think it's and apartments now. It, I, I believe it is. And when you go on the ghost tours, you can walk by it. Chaz, Lord Chaz, FYI, if you want to have a great ghost tour. I want to do a Lord Chaz. Job. You keep telling me about it. Oh, he's amazing. But yeah, so they go in, and it was definitely an inside job to a point where they find all these. Decapitated, but everybody got murdered. Yes, because was was, everything was blind. still locked, right? This was a mass murder during a party, actually. Mass fucking murder. And there was one note, and it said, This is what you get when you're not loyal. When you're a traitor. That's what it said when you're a traitor. Damn. So it actually, I'm sure, was the brother or some family yeah something connected like, how dare you steal my harem because when was this do you remember the was it like the 20s or 30s or something where's my phone i'll pull you up the exact date so now i'm curious i want to say it was earlier than that even because it was such a weird wasn't there like 23 people that were killed or something weird it was a lot that's what i'm saying that's like why i think the story people. is fascinating in comparison because if i remember if Stories. I remember correctly, it was one of those, they didn't hear any screaming or anything. Here we go. But they saw, like, blood, like, Ready? pouring out of the apartment or yeah, something. Yeah, there was blood seeping out very, uh, very shining. And that's when somebody called. Then, one night, presumably Ooh, okay. a dark and stormy one, a gang of assassins <laughs> believed to have been dispatched by the, this is the real sultan, by the sultan, dispended one of the cows, cut down the brother and the whole harem with swords. Poor Harim, they were innocent. In totally this, innocent. Uh, according to the story, the bloody bodies were discovered together with a message reading this. This is what happens to traitors. Some say the ghost of the Sultan's brother still walks the halls of the house to this very day. Can you imagine? Like, seriously. Let's find out the year, because I'm curious about this. Now, now I want to know. Yeah, now, I, I love how random our, our conversations are about it. I love it. It's actually my favorite story because I'm like imagining this whole harem. What are they? What's their fashion? What are they wearing? Right. <laughs> Things I want to go. You know, I a, think classic saris. It's seven one six Dauphine Street on the corner of Orleans mm. Avenue. Your home was originally built in eighteen thirty six. Okay. Okay. But let's see when they when they died. Apparently, it's interesting. See, I didn't know this part. The year is unclear. Oh, that's interesting. We know the cast iron balconies were installed around 1850. Here's what the history of the place gets a little fuzzy and perhaps a little bloody. As legend holds, <laughs> at some point, the year is unclear, La Petria was approached by a Turkish merchant and asked if he would rent his city house to the brother of the Sultan. So I think it's funny, this whole story, it's not children, it's the brother Sultan. Maybe he's not as cool and he just runs away with <laughs> I think he's like the younger brother has nothing like else a, to do. Maybe he's a handsome rogue. Richard, who spent most of his time at the parish plantation anyway, agreed soon after. The Sultan's brother moved in, complete with a boatload of exotic decor, an entire harem of five, or five, okay, an entire harem is five veiled women, and about the man was apparently stolen all of the harem from his brother. Right then goes on. Earlier was dark and stormy night. That 1979 times article pegs to the middle of the 19th century as an idea. The fact that there's no mention of it in the archives was certainly seized on such a crime. It would have been written about. Yeah, exactly. It suggests that either the date is wrong or the story is simply poppycock. I want to believe the story is real. I think the story is real. An earlier and more florid... And it's such a weird story. How could you make it up? An earlier, more florid version of the story was published in local historian novelist Charles Gears. 
1867. History okay. of Louisiana. Gersa huh. played out specifically in 1792. Okay. So okay. colonial war gowns. I think that's about when Mother Reese happening too. Clothing. Oh Which God, it I... should be noted actually predates the current house. It doesn't make sense. So let's go as a house on the spot of the current house. Over here is the building itself, encompassing 7,441 square feet. According to the Orleans Parish office, would change hands and uses numerous times, but without record of the Sultan. In hmm. the 1930s, it was subdivided into apartments, which is what you were talking about, housed in New Orleans Academy of Art, very cool, whereas in the 1940s, cool. later falling victim to neglect, it became a squatter's haven, which I think is right for paranormal activity yeah. as well. To oh, yeah, totally. But however, in the late 1960s, it was rescued, renovated, and once again became an apartment building, which it remains to this day. Okay. But to romantics and tour guides, it'll probably always be the Sultan's house. Or Isabella. So I'm technically going to take it outside of New Orleans. Mm -hmm. I don't know where you're going. I know you know where I'm going. Um, this is my total huge little girl nerd fantasy. It's mine too. I've always wanted oh, to go. I can't believe you haven't gone. We're going to go. Are we going to go? Yes. I will, okay. I will rent a car and our asses will drive down there because it's a bed go. and breakfast now. Haunted road trip. Yes. Oh my god, we can stop everywhere. Oh my god. So, okay, okay. Um, anyway. Keep going. Yes, yes, yes. So we are uh, going to, I'm going to tell you about the Myrtle's Plantation. Myrtle's Plantation. Okay, which is an absolutely famous, gorgeous plantation. Um, the famous story with Myrtle's is around the slave Chloe. Mm -hmm. And she was supposed to be the quote unquote mistress of the guy that ran the house. Which, you're a slave, you can't be a mistress. Do I have, I have a question for you, an yes. American question, coming from an ignorant British person here. I love you so much. Yeah, okay, so, so that's why I'm saying advanced, because I don't know too much, and I'm trying to learn about the history of American presidents. Is it true that one of the presidents of the United States had a African-American mistress? That would be Jefferson Thomas and Jefferson, Sally. Thomas Jefferson, mm -hmm. yeah. That's a true story. Yes, it very it's much very is. very similar. Just remind me of that. Yes, okay. it very much is. And actually, you can, the family is able, the, I guess, illegitimate family members, you could find all of them DNA. through, like, ancestry. Yep. Crazy. It's so This is a similar kind of story. You've got this girl, and she is a mistress, either mistress. by choice or not. We don't know. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. I'm going to assume no, because she has no yeah. choice in the matter. Yeah, slaves, right? But um, the story goes, something happened, or the two little girls that lived on the plantation got too old for, like, a wet nurse kind of thing. Yeah. So this something is not, like this is that. not a romance story. It's not it's a happy story. Dark. It Fast. goes really okay. dark really okay. quick. Okay. And... Something happened to that Chloe was going to have to be out of the house. She was going to have to go back to work the fields. She got kind thrown of thing. out. She was this? going to be thrown out. Or, so she's yeah. a mistress, and when she's no longer Supposedly. usable, she's disposed of. Exactly, oh. exactly. It's typical men. I bet a man didn't <laughs> find that. Oh, it totally like, is. Men are like that. But it was just one of those... I mean, she cared for the whole family. She wasn't just, like, the random... Oh, right. She's like, very, very involved in the family. Yeah, she was that the housemaid, all of it. Mm -hmm. And... Wait, so there's a Ghost Adventures episode about this place, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. And I think Bloody Mary's in it. And, oh, cool. See? Um, she um, got caught eavesdropping is part of the story. Okay. And one of those things, they, like, chopped off her... He oh. chopped off her ear, or ears. I can't remember if it was she, both. I thought you were going to say her hair, and then you said ears, and it just, like... Went it so got like, worse. I was, like, <laughs> mouth to my hair, and you say ears, and I went... Ugh. Yeah. You know? So she's... That's horrible. So okay. that that's important, because she's always wrapped in a turban. Oh, okay, and the after and that. stuff, and painting, too. And, um... And what time frame? Is this 1700s? Uh, I want to say late 1700s. Okay. There's a lot of 1700 stories in Nolan. I like oh, it. there really is. And uh, the story goes, she wanted to make herself very important to the family. The family couldn't continue without her. They needed her in the house. Okay. Which I can't think of the word I'm thinking of at the moment, but indispensable yeah. to the family. Indispensable. So she put a poison into a 
I want to say a birthday cake, but at least a cake, a dessert. Yeah, so you'd eat it. So the family would get sick, yeah. and then they would, she would be eat there to nurse to them and everything. Okay. Yeah. And she ended up putting too much. Oh, yeah, as one said. Yes, exactly. It was a, I want to say it was like hollyhock, and I know that's not right. But um, the girls died a couple days later. The little girls. The little girls oh, died, so and I believe the mother died as well. Okay. And it's a plot gone wrong. Yeah, it's totally gone wrong. They immediately assumed it was her. Right. And some stories say she was hung in the house by the stairs. Oh, God. Yeah, okay. they just like throw her over the balcony kind of thing. Or she was hung out, she was hung among the trees out Still back. terribly either way. Yeah. Totally horrible story. Yeah. Um, but the girls and Chloe are seen around the house quite frequently. Very much so. And they have kept the house impeccably historically accurate. Like, it's the same molding and everything. It so is. And it has the weirdest energy. Like, I I knew the story growing up. Actually, when we went there, um, on all the ghost shows, you see the same woman. Her name is Hester. She's basically the tour guide that works the front counter kind of thing. And she was there. And I totally fangirled so hard over this poor Did woman. You? She That's was right. You like you have a girl on the TV show. I'm like, you don't understand. I've watched you for 20 years on TV, and she's like, Oh, that's really cool. Oh my god, this little white girl is insane. Yeah. But she was very cool. sweet. Yeah. Oh my god, I was miserable because it was after endless night. I got into uh, food poisoning, or oh god, I got into like down. oysters or something. Yeah, yeah. So I, I. I puffed. If you, I, I asked her for a photo. You know me. I don't do photos. Yeah. Um, I asked her to do a photo with me. I look like I'm 300 pounds at least, maybe more. It doesn't even look like me. But I was so excited to get you a picture a with Hester. Uh, I, I look awful. I'll show you. Um, but she was just the nicest, kindest, sweetest. That's okay, sweetheart. Whatever you say, baby. Yeah, I mean, so, so southern. Make you feel good. Yeah. I will oh. say some people are very hospitable. Like I've been down there, and even if you're at a gas station, they're like, "Darling, sweetie, what can I do for you?" And it's it's like so unusual to me. Like, it is so overly kind, but it's a very polite. Southerners are very polite. I will say, very and much I notice even when I'm driving from gas station, I'm like suddenly I've hit myself. Yeah, <laughs> you can tell. Oh, very much so. So, what, tell me about the oven house. So the oven house. I, I want to go back real quick, just okay, to yeah, that. Just okay. to that. Um, there's a restaurant called Coops down. Oh shit. Uh, it, it's on the edge of the French Quarter. It was out of our quote unquote safe zone. Okay. But we go anyways because it's great fried chicken. It's the best place for fried nice. chicken. But that was one of those things. Everybody's like, if you're going to go, they're really rude and they don't, like, deal with you. If you're a tourist, you just shut up and order and do the thing. Sure. And so we're like, okay, we're prepared for rude people. No, I think it's just like it is everywhere else. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it wasn't bad. Nobody was rude. Nothing. I love that. It didn't seem... Like the rest of the restaurants where they're right, sure. overly nice. Yeah, it was just it's more of a, a normal local place versus a tourist place. Yeah. And there's a difference. It was it was rather amusing. Like nobody's rude. This is funny. So yeah, so we're the oven house. The oven house. Um which I believe uh, Bloody Mary now owns. Correct? Yes, yeah. it is the haunted museum. Figure it out as we go. Okay, now we're going. Part oh, we're three going, right. at this point, because we're having issues. We're technology. Having technical issues. We're blaming ghosts. Yes. I mean the shop is haunted. We did a whole ghost hunt here. Cool. How was the ghost hunt? It was so good. Seen a ghost? We didn't. Well, I think your problem is when you know a venue very well as well, you feel a little more comfortable in it. Oh yeah. It's harder. No. Get into that really scary. When you're fucking in an asylum or prison in the dank of night, you're like ah. Oh no! It was. We we had some issues in the room next door. Next door. That yeah. Was I'll show you. I'll okay. show you real quick oh, before we leave. Be before scared. we go to the Cliff House for drinks. We're going to drinks after this because that's what we do. Souffle. I oh, have not heard enough about the souffle. Let's wrap up on your end. So we yes. are at the, not the pizza oven house, the, the oven pizza house. oven. Lord forgive me, bloody Mary, for saying that. <laughs> not the pizza house. But you should definitely check it out if you're in New Orleans. <laughs> She's laughing and dying in the background. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not so no more. the I'm oven good. house. But it's called the oven house for a good reason. 
Um, so it is, I believe it is the very top of the Haunted Museum, owned by Bloody oh, Mary. Yeah. And um, it is known as the Zack and Abby House among locals. And Zach and Abby were... So in love. Maybe. Which is another weird... There's so many weird parts of this story. So they're kind of portrayed as this Romeo and Juliet almost story. Horrible tragic love. Especially when you hear the story, it's like, what the fuck? But... It's really wonderful. (laughs) Um... So the story goes, it was Katrina mm-hmm. was coming in and... Just a hurricane. Yes. If you don't know that, why are you listening to this podcast? <laughs> um, but um, Zach lived on in this apartment above Rampart Street. And uh, some say they were lovers. Some say, you know, they fuck buddies. Some were, like, just friends. Whatever. Yeah. Um, his friend, a Abby... A of some fashion. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, she did not want to leave as well, but she was a little bit more in the strike zone for the hurricane, so she yep. went and stayed with him. Okay. On Rampart Street, where it's a little bit safer. And we don't know fully, like, detailed timeline of what happened, but she was missing after it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he basically disappeared. He ran from the house, and he was actually on the lam for like two weeks yeah. before they caught him and they're like this is really weird and they ca- went into the house Terrible. and uh they found her basically in pieces a bunch of signs first they said don't yes. look in the oven it's horrible <laughs> and so I, they looked in the oven yeah and i want to say there was part of a torso oh yeah in the, in the oven on top of a stove there's a boiling pot he was like cooking her. He was cooking her. There was top. parts of her in the fridge still. And was in the bathtub, like it was a whole thing. Yes. Why? This guy, and he's just like, don't look, it's terrible. But he's literally taking time to dismember and cook her, like, mm-hmm. yeah, yummy. It was this weird, like, schizophrenic episode. Mm-hmm. And he did. He butchered her. And he oh, yeah. admitted that he ate her. He ate her too? I didn't know that. He totally, he said he did. I believe he did. Don't get me wrong. The problem is they can't prove it because he they didn't catch him. Okay. They <laughs> didn't catch him for two weeks. So yeah, if she had eaten her, system. exactly, she had already Let's passed. Go yep. um, oh, okay. Now I feel bad. Yeah. Um, but um, she's a very beautiful woman. She was gorgeous. Very she very was beautiful. just like kind of fun hippie chick. Just nice looking, casual. Very area. sweet. And they were young. They are like in their she 20s. She didn't deserve that. It was unfortunate. It was really to. bad. It was passion gone very, very Yeah. Bad. And, um, yeah, so the house was actually still rented out by the previous landlord. This is where it gets spooky and Yeah. And lots of weird shit Starts happening. started talking about. And it's really interesting because all the appliances are exactly the same. Everything was saved. The bathtub. Oh, you can see it. The kitchen. The stove. The oven. Um, the refrigerator. It's all exactly all the same. That kept her in it. Because the it's landlord was very... too cheap to replace everything. And in fact, now they've preserved it museum. Yes. So you can see it to this day. And it has a bad energy. When you're oh, it's really there, weird. It kind of makes you feel sick in your stomach is the first thing I noticed. But the mm-hmm. fact you're so, and it's a very tight, small space. Yes. The fact you're so close to where the corpse parts were. Oh, and yeah. And it's untouched. It's, it's, it's kind of vile. It's kind of disgusting. Actually. Oh, it really so is. It really is unsettling. The, one of the weirdest things, other than, you know, oh, this is the oven in the fridge that mm-hmm. held the yeah, body parts, yeah, uh, was if you go into the bathroom, the bathroom cabinet, if you open it, there's a painting on the inside of the door. Okay. He did that during Katrina. So it's just this weird art piece Strange. that was preserved by him. Interesting. Yeah. And if I remember, it's like a like a sky scene with hills. It's very similar, very very childlike. Yeah. And it was just this. I don't know why, but it gave me a creepier feeling but than anything, anything else in the house. And I remember it very yeah. distinctly. So my one experience, my only other I was going to say, Izzy's actually got to have a get, horrible yeah. experience. So I got, I actually had the pleasure, you can actually even rent out the mm-hmm. building from Mary, and it's very reasonably done. So we did it for a birthday of a friend of ours. And they in downstairs, they actually have a whole seance room, very similar to yes. the house, whole table. 
and the whole time we're doing the seance and I'm not really a fan or believer in a lot of seance stuff because I think they can be rigged or faked. Oh, yeah. Which is usually my inclination. But during this, I knew for a fact, multiple times during it, and you might want to switch on your screen to make sure it's still going now. Did it like, die again? But like multiple times during Oh, it stopped. Sales, it stopped you can just completely. Start, it, just, it only just stopped. You can just... Okay. It's weird. Yeah. Totally regoing here, but yes... In, in the oven house, you know, we rented out for a friend's birthday and we're sitting at the seance table and everyone's around and we've got several friends and the whole time someone is touching my knee and it's to a point where I'm actually getting like annoyed with it and they keep doing it and then it's to a point where they are poking my leg, like actually like jabbing me and I know it's, and I keep actually stopping that guys. I know you're fucking with me, stop. And I got really angry with it. And I kept lifting up the cloth and actually looking to make sure that no one was screwing me. And lo and behold, no one was actually touching me. It wasn't rigged. But the whole time, I just kept getting like, and I do think it was the ghost of the guy. And I do think in that hippie chick, I was with my mom, mm-hmm, he was mm-hmm. jabbing me and it was very forceful. And I really did feel that. And I wouldn't say it's wanted. And I would highly suggest visiting that venue and, and now it's a museum and she even has chickens there there's a little courtyard in yes the chickens it's so cool. her chickens and actually uh so me and jordan went and visited um and it's a little place and it like really a little is museum shop in the front yeah there's a little shop you and then buy things uh, I think one of my favorite things, because they have literally altars to No, I didn't. If I had it, uh. I <laughs> exhibit where the oh he said you, I thought you meant a guy in a yeah. costume no are you serious I didn't find him I would have dragged him to you in that case yeah but the Rougarou mm-hmm. is like the Cajun werewolf kind of thing so sexy and it's, it's kind, kind of like a fun weird thing Bram Stoker's Dracula he's they're supposed to be very tons. intelligent oh yes and sexy uh my favorite thing with the Rougarou very ripped too lots of do not ripples. see me now oh you were do done. not see me now <laughs> <laughs> let's go get our drinks now we're totally you can tell Izzy's done we're, we're done with the podcast she wants drinks and souffle and a Rougarou and a Rougarou so we're gonna call it here so Izzy thank yeah. you for thank being you so on much. through all of our ridiculous weird there's a lot of technological issues this time but I believe you oh. can piece it together oh yeah no that's not a, I'm not too worried about that that okay. is a bummer but that's yeah. okay but Thank you so much again for listening to another episode of My Haunted Life Podcast. You are one spectacular, ghoulish Halloween babe. I appreciate you so. A big thank you to Isabella Kernstein for being a part of the episode again today. You will find all of her amazing work if you look up the Chateau, Cat Girl Manor, and of course, her podcast, The Hourglass with Isabella. If you like the podcast, please rate and review me on your favorite podcast apps. It goes a long way to helping other people find me. I really appreciate you guys sharing me around and telling your friends about me. I also have the Facebook group that I'll be spending more time on after the break. Also, I have the Patreon if you really want to help support the show and help me decide on future episodes. One of my goals with my time off, quote unquote time off, is to finally get to go through the evidence from the last ghost hunt and try to schedule the next one. So stay tuned. Thank you again so much for listening. Take it easy on yourself, and I will see you next time on my Haunted Life podcast. Bye!